It's nearly impossible to disappear in the world we live in today. There are too many people like you who can bend it to your will. Too many with bad intentions. We don't have all the answers, but we do have purpose. And you're going to help us. When we leave a footprint in the sand, in the snow, in the ether, you're going to sweep it. You're going to protect us from those who want to put us in cages, and you're going to help us find those jobs that are best suited to us. She's not asking. I'd be on it. Then let's go to work. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Oh, there he is. This is episode 310, and tonight we're talking about The Old Guard. The Old Guard. Not, the, not new, the old dogs. Not the not not old dogs, not old spice, or the right oh. guard, but the old guard. I am who am I? Well, I'm Sean Allred. I apparently I erased where I actually say that in the in my scripts. I somehow deleted where I said this is my name is Sean Allred. I I guess I if I didn't deleted know yourself. Yeah, I deleted myself. I, I I don't really know what to do at this point, but I do know that Andrew, wait for the signal. Jimison is with us. How do I know, though? Oh. Is it do I go on go or do I go on three? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the age old. I love that gag. Um, <laughs> I love how they do that gag. And again, every time I can bring up Hitman's Bodyguard, I'm going to. But they do that gag in Hitman's Bodyguard. He goes, "Okay, on go, ready one," and then Samuel Jackson on one just jumps up and shoots everybody. <laughs> He's like, you were taking too long. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Sam, drowning forever sucks Vector. I would, I would think so. Especially when it showed her dying and then coming back and then immediately dying and then coming back. Yeah. That, uh, although I did have one little qualm with that scene. No. Oh. She, kept, she kept spitting out bubbles. Eventually, she wouldn't have bubbles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, does her, are her lungs right. like expelling... The water and producing oxygen on it on its own. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I think it would just continue to. Uh, it just wouldn't be good. Let's just say that. Yeah, it, would, so, it sounds awful. And and Sean, yeah, if I were going to kill you in some way, uh, this time I would strap Andrew to you and throw you out a window, and then Andrew <laughs> would would fall um, on you on the car and yeah. then walk away. Okay. So, I w- I wouldn't do it, but I, I'd have Andrew do it for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Honestly, that would be probably the best, you know, the most terrifying for me because of the heights <laughs> thing, right? Like that was a, such a great shot. Oh I, yeah. I don't know what about that shot. I, I I enjoyed that in this movie. I was like, oh wow, that that you could feel it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, how they filmed it, I'm not sure, but yeah, the camera guy went with them on the ride, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the Old Guard, 2020's The Old Guard. Uh, it's a Netflix. Uh, original. Um, again, yeah. I don't know if it was one of those that was supposed to be a movie or not. Like a like a like a like, big, you know, what I'm trying to say like a distraction ish type of um, idea. No, no, no. Like it's supposed to be in the theater. If it were supposed to be in theaters, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway, it was um. Yeah. Uh yeah, my gosh, this movie. Um so Sam, you watched it last week. 
Yes. And Last said Tuesday was it? Yeah, and said, Something "Hey, like that, yeah. we should we should do this." And and I said, oh, "Okay, you if you well, say." Well, I was a little worried because Andrew said, "I don't think." He, he he was almost a veto on this, if I remember right. Oh yeah, that's right. You said it yeah. was um you were you were kind of back and forth on it. You weren't really yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was worried about it, um, but I I I was a decent decent uh, watch. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say because um we already had some opinions on the Facebook page that people had about this movie, and I um. I thought that was really cool that people have seen it and we're kind of comparing it to other movies that we've watched recently. And um, all I'll simply say is is that uh, Extraction is still my favorite movie of 2020. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. That's all I believe so. At Absolutely. least at least that I've done for the podcast. Um, yeah. I think well, that's... I was trying to think of the last movie I saw in the... Theaters. Well, bes- besides the theater, I mean, like there, there have been movies that February? I've yeah, but I mean, yeah. like there's movies that I've rented, like on streaming. You know, like would I put Extraction above, um, what was that Disney Onward, the Disney movie Onward? Like would I put it above that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think what else is, what I've seen this this year that's new. I can't think of anything right now. So right now, yeah. I would say, but definitely for the podcast, as I'm as I'm looking back through the through the through the year, yeah, um, it definitely probably has to be that because, yeah, 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 and that's good. I think that's okay uh, because I think the last truly really great movie we watched was maybe Hacksaw Ridge, and that was technically in 2019. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but that's not neither here or nor there or whatever I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is that this movie has some really interesting things in it, and there was I, I didn't read anything about this movie. Usually, like even like the week before, I will read like what the IMDb thing has to say about it. I didn't this time, and um, I just. I don't know. I was completely thrown, thrown by the immortal part. Like well, I, how so? I mean, how? My only beef with this entire thing was that we've seen a lot of this before. Okay. With with, with the superpower of having you know, you know, regenerative. Yeah. yeah. You know, Wolverine has been. We've seen Wolverine go through all of this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, we even saw what Old Guard eventually became in the movie Logan, um, where Wolverine started kind of losing his powers or losing his ability to heal. Yeah. So the only, I don't know, I, the only twist, well, I mean, what was the twist? It was a group of people, basically. Well, for me, okay, so the, the first thing that, that, that got me was, and we'll, we'll do our five-word reviews here in a second, but again, I, I knew nothing about what this was, right? I, yeah. I didn't, I, all I knew that Charlize Theron was in it and the Thrawn, and that um, uh, my buddy from... Uh, like Okafor. Yeah, from, from Serenity. You know, of of the names that you come up with on the fly that are usually way wrong, yeah. that's actually pretty close to phonetically right. sounding what it was supposed to be like. So I'll give <laughs> you credit for that. <laughs> um, uh, my guy from Serenity, the agent from Serenity, I, I knew those guys were in it. So when yeah. they go into that trap at the beginning and she just you know, she drops the f bomb and they just get lit up, I thought, oh, okay. So how are they gonna like? Are we gonna are we gonna flashback again? Like, because the very opening yeah. scene is them dead, and then yep. we get a, then we get to that point. So I thought, oh, are we gonna get a even flashback farther? But then they stand up, and I go, wait, what the heck just happened? Because I had no <laughs> idea that that was about to happen. Because um, if I would have just read the IMDb thing that says a covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret, just as an unexpected new member is discovered. If I would have read that, I would have would not have been surprised, but I was surprised. I was very surprised. Were you surprised? Oh, I was surprised. 
when when the podcast host starts talking to himself. No, it's it's another one of those dumb. There might be some problems. One yeah. of those Eddie Izzard things. If Chad were here, he'd be all over it, or corny. Yeah. Uh, so Sam, what is your five word review? Since I teased it a minute ago. Um, it's not real good. I just have this one tonight, and it's basically extraction meets some new mutant. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> So, I mean, in, in, in on my mind, I, I enjoyed this movie. Get me wrong. I, I thought it was fun. Ooh. I liked the storyline. Hang, hang, hang in there, Andrew. Oh, Andrew. And, hang in there, Sam. Your, Sam, your microphone. In your bathroom again. <laughs> yeah, your microphone just switched off. They have the, the he can't hear us. <laughs> he can't hear us. Are you... <laughs> I'm trying to point to my headset. He can see us. We can't hear you, man. So <laughs> Then, I mean, long story short. There you go. <laughs> how long was I? How, just, how, what did you hear? Just, no, when we heard, we could still technically hear you, but it just switched over to your, um, to your, your camera mic. So you, you went from a oh, microphone like, that's six oh, inches away to <laughs> 10 feet. <laughs> um, Golly, what was I saying? I enjoyed the I, I enjoyed the, the story. I enjoy the the idea of the immortal stuff and and finding a new member. I think that's maybe the twist on this, right? Is the person who finds out that they're immortal um, when they didn't know it and trying to get her into the team. I think was was kind of a fun fun thing to <laughs> a fun thing to to experience on here. Um, I liked the fighting skills, right? And how how especially. Um, Charlie Charlie Thrawn uh, was able to really gun through it uh, through the movie. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I know I enjoyed it. It's but it's just one of those where it's you know we've seen all this before. You know, it's it's something that's not very new. All right, um, yeah. Andrew, you're. Uh, did, did you guys did you guys know this guy was in the movie? No, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> For young Frankenstein. He, yeah, he's young aged Frank, really. Yeah, he's Frank. aged really well. It's a it's a Benjamin Button type thing. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, what you got there, Andrew? Uh, So my five word review is, "Shoot me again, dare you." And so um, (laughs) nice. (laughs) I I just I as I watched this, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, You know, I. I, the cast to me was not right for this movie. Charlize Theron, I mean, on her, on her own is fine, but everyone else, literally, I did not like. Um, the The main girl, I guess, the new girl who gets her finds out she she's forgettable. I honestly, until I looked at IMDb today, I watched this, you know, last week, and uh, I had forgotten even what she looked like or everything about her, except that she. Uh, has dreadlocks and that was about it, you know. You but dreadlocks? I, so you know, I don't, I don't know what it is about this movie, but I just did not like it. Um, oh. uh, the the bad guy, the the main guy from Harry Potter, uh, big ears, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, no offense to oh, those, those of you out there. Yeah, N- Nelson or not Nelson? What was his name? Um, Harry Potter. He was the no arm, no no leg guy from yeah um, from B- Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that his it wasn't believable in a sense. You know, we've seen actors. We've seen uh, who was the guy in in the. Superman that played Lex Luthor, uh, shrimpy Amazing. guy. No, no, uh, J- 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 Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, we've seen people, you know, that don't really fit the role, and and I guess Samuel L. Jackson tried to do it in The Kingsman, but he, as playing a nerdy type, isn't still isn't a scrawny nerdy type, and. I think maybe we've seen him in so many things that we have a predisposition to how we think of Samuel L. Jackson. But I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy any of it. 
I'm with Sam in the fact that I've seen it before and I've seen it done better. Um, it, I just didn't like it at all. I mean, there was no, in my opinion, no redeeming qualities. Oh, wow. Wow. So that, yeah. yeah. Okay. A damning report from Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I almost feel obligated to defend the movie for some reason. I don't know why. I don't particularly love it. I didn't. I don't. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. Um, but I also have only. I watched it last night, so it's not like I've had a week and a half to mull over how much I dislike the movie. Um, but uh, I had fun with it. Oh, my five-word review. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, gunfight meets dance choreography. So the scene where I'm specifically talking about is, and I thought it was so cool how they filmed it, is when they're basically after Nile has saved them from the Dursley and they're, they're, they're making their escape. Just the, the interplay that they have, it's like, because they've obviously been fighting together for hundreds of years. Right, mm-hmm. and they've they've kept up with the times with gunplay and things like that. And it was really cool to see. There's a gun on the ground, so I'm going to hand you. I'm just going to throw my gun behind me, and I'm going to pick this one up. And then I know that you're out of ammunition because I know that that gun only holds nine rounds. So I'm going to take this mag and throw it at you. Like there was a lot of that happening, in that kind of kind of Sam Raimi quick, quick motion camera stuff happening, and that stuff I loved. I wanted yes, the gung fu. The gung fu was was amazing, and not yeah. even just the gung fu. The gun fu, uh, which was cool. I enjoyed that. But again, it was like that interplay, just the the teamwork between them. It was like, like the the movie is reminding you these people have worked together for even the new girl. Automatically, she just fits. She's just she was just the missing part that now makes them whole, and and it was. I thought it was really clever, and I thought it was really good filmmaking. Um, again, I had no idea that this was the, the immortal part was a thing, so that t- took me off guard. And <laughs> I thought it was kind of a fun little twist on oh, okay, you know, we have, you know, that's I've, that's obviously not a new thing. I mean, there's not there's we're getting to a point now in our storytelling where, um, we're the new stuff is is going to be rare, right? Your your Christopher Nolan's coming up with something new is pretty rare, right? Um. You know, this is obviously based off a graphic novel. Um, some, I'm 90% sure that it feels like it is. Yeah, it's like an independent graphic novel. Yeah. And I don't know. I had a good time with it. I laughed at some stuff. Um, I didn't really feel really any other kind of uh, <laughs> emotion about the movie. I mean, I don't know. It was fine. I, I'm Well, and then I think that's where I'm kind of between... Sean and Andrew, where it's, it was, I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad I did. I just, I, I probably won't watch it again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Just, go, ahead. go ahead, Andrew. You look like you're, you're, you're contemplating, like he's, strangling he's, me through the. No, it's constipation. Um, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I, everything to me in this was just so predictable. Even, well, even the, like I'm, I went into it just like you, Sean. I went into it not knowing anything about it, and I didn't know that they were immortal. I didn't read anything about it. But even after that first scene, I was like, "Well, they're gonna get back up." I mean, this is the beginning of the movie. This can't be it. I didn't think that it was a flashback because I thought, "Why? How would it be a flashback or a flash forward to the end?" Because I thought, you know, we've seen movies where the main character dies, sure. And so we see Charlize Theron at the beginning and we see her laying there dead. But for something, for some reason, I just was thinking she's not going to die in this movie. Um, or at least not at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So it, to me, every, there were no unpredictable turns or plot twists that, I didn't see coming. Like I knew that one of nothing their, their piqued own... your interest. Basically, it was yeah. It was I, flat I knew before because in every I've seen the movie, you know, I've seen the movie before where their own team member turns against them or Matrix. You know, and, 
I mean, yeah. I, I kind of, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when that happened. I'm like, oh, well, they're just retelling the Matrix. Yeah. A little bit. So, I don't yeah. know. With Cypher. Maybe Cypher. I was in a bad Cypher. mood when I watched it, but that, I don't know. Well, yeah, you're not you're not wrong in the idea that it's pretty predictable. So when I'm I'm watching it with my wife, as I become accustomed to doing, and she's calling it out. I mean, she just as soon as uh, Okafor came on screen, Sam, thank you for that one. <laughs> as soon as he came on screen, she's like, he's gonna be a bad guy, isn't he? And I said, why do you say that? She says, because he's a bad guy in everything I've seen. And I said, yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess apart from like. 12 Years a Slave and The Martian, he's kind of a bad guy a lot of times. And she goes, yeah. And she's like, in that movie, you made me watch that one time. I'm like, Serenity, the greatest movie of all time? She's like, whatever. And so... (laughs) um, uh, So she knew he was going to be a bad guy, right? Now, at the end, he flips back, right? he's, He's a classic trope of doing the wrong thing for the right reason. Um... I'm with whoever made the point, sorry, about the unbelievableness of the villain. Um, yeah, Andrew Andrew mentioned that, and where he... Why, why do they have to be over the top with the whole pharmaceutical CEO kind of thing? I, I just, that's such a bad movie trope. That's the part I, I had the issue. I'm okay with that actor as being a villain because he kind of plays like a psychopath. I'm okay with him being a billionaire whatever who wants to who has the money and the resources to buy a personal army to do these things and the fact that all these men are dying around him and no one really seems to to you know he doesn't care right doesn't really seem to care um yeah but like but it's not the typical i guess the, i mean i guess my my argument is that like he he comes across as this evil maniacal guy I mean, I guess kind of ultimately, I, I, he comes across in the movie as we made a cancer drug that, and we made billions off of it. Like, okay, he's doing it for the money. Obviously, you know, um, uh, Okafor wants to do it for the for humanity, for the for the to help. You know, he's he's the guy that invents insulin, discovers insulin, and then wants to just give it to the public, right? Like that's what he wants to do, and. The other guy is whoever that dude is that bought the thing. Like, what's that guy's name? He's in jail now, right? You know what I'm talking about? The guy that bought the patent. Pharma for, dude. Pharma, pharma, yeah. I pharma have Ben Shapiro first. stuck in my head, and I know it's not that dude. No. But um, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. He jacked yeah. the price up like 300% or something like that because, yeah. because he yeah. could. So, like, that's what that yeah. guy is. But, like, but that guy doesn't go around trying to murder people. No. So that, that's I guess that's where I was getting when I said it was unbelievable. Not so much him as an actor, which maybe just the way he portrayed the character, or maybe the way the character was written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I, and I know that this is all fantasy world, but I want my villains and my, you know, protagonist to be somewhat believable. You know, mm-hmm. I I want it. To believe somehow, you know, as as fantastical as the Marvel movies are. Yeah, I was going to make that same point. You're, you're beating I, me to it. I can I can believe for some reason that someone has invented a, a suit that they can wear that gives them flight, and uh, you know that uh, I can believe that someone has. You know, I, I don't know. This just, no, I know, it, you know what I mean? I was going to say, they're, and you're, they're right, believable you're right, as characters. It's, it's the whole Schumacher effect, right? You know, we loved our first two Batmans because everybody felt real or, right. or believable. But once, once you started getting into those later Batmans, it got so cartoony and so stupid that it took away that realism that we all loved. Yeah. And I think this movie had a weird combination of the realness of the old guard people and the cartoony of the villain. And maybe that's because it comes from a graphic novel, partially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, this is the same complaint we had with the Polar movie, right? Where the bad guy was just 
he was so over the top and ridiculous cartoon yep. villain, you know, twirling his mustache that it kind of lowered the lowered the the overall movie for us. This dude, yeah. I don't want to spend much more time on this guy uh, because I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's worth it in this movie. It's it's a dumb character, but um, I I didn't think he was too over the top. I thought he was a psycho, and I thought he played the psycho part well. Is he like is he a cartoon character? Yes. And to your point, Andrew, specifically, we live in a post comic. We live in a post MCU world where even the most over-the-top villains in that realm are still kind of believable. They're not realistic, but they're kind of believable. And, yeah. and relatable. I mean, we just watched, a, what, an eight-foot purple guy beat up a bunch of people, yeah. and we never batted an eye at We it. didn't bat an eye because his motivation was believable. Yeah. It was almost relatable. You're like, I can kind of see why he's like this. I yeah. mean, yeah, he is clearly... Um, he's not totally a psycho because... He he mourns for the death of Gamora. Spoiler, but um, but you know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. he's he's not so detached from reality. This guy is just out there, right? So yeah. Anyway, um, and maybe maybe that's a trope that just needs to go away in Hollywood, right? This the the money hungry CEO, who, uh, you know, I don't know. Is that the you know, you don't want to get political, but you know, every California, Hollywood hates the 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 big CEO, right? That's always a tropey and uh, uh, targets. What I keep coming back to with that, though, is how believable is it that some? I mean, I don't think for a moment, and maybe he is. Maybe I'm, as some people would say, a sheep, and I I'm just following the whatever, but. Um, do you think for a moment that Bill Gates has ever thought to himself, uh, you know what, I think all this money is great, um, and I, I want to kill people right now. Like, I just have a sudden urge to just, <laughs> I, sure, anybody could go psycho, anybody can just lose it, but I think a stable person is not going to end up making, I mean, uh, an insane person, rather is not going to be this... Oh, well, I say that, and then I think about our president, so I can't... <laughs> That's what I was, about to, I was about to throw that into the conversation. But to your, the point you're trying to make, and I'll make the point for you, you don't have insane people become CEOs of successful companies. Although... And, and political... Although, no, I, mean, I will oh. say, the, the, the statistics and the studies show that a lot of these people who become... Very high-paid CEOs have sociopathic tendencies. I didn't say they weren't sociopaths. They might be high-functioning sociopaths. Like, yes, just like, there you go. Just yeah. like Sherlock yeah, Holmes. Yeah. But what I'm, my point is, and to Andrew's point, this dude is not just a sociopath, which he clearly is a sociopath. He literally is about to put these guys in a cooler and, and, yeah. and, and test on them for the rest of his natural life. He's willing to do that. He doesn't care about them. And the fact that that lady doctor was willing to go along with it also always pisses me off in movies because it's like there are enough sickos in this world that you know like she goes home at night and sleeps with her husband and thinks yeah my work is cool i get to torture people all day tomorrow you know i just um but then again you you look at the doctors in, in nazi germany trying to figure out how to you know make yeah. stronger humans so it, it's that kind of thing is believable to me and if you look at the motivation I can, and I'm not defending this guy at all, but I can see that he's got these quote unquote non human subjects, right? Yeah. You know, they might look human, but you could, you could view them as non human. And he is trying to, to figure out a way to, to give people immortality, including himself, if he could figure it out. So I don't know why they didn't go down that path instead of the crazy. I don't know. There was motivation there that could have been used and, and would have yeah. been interesting if it wasn't made into the whole psycho CEO. Yeah, I think, issue. and I think, again, I think we probably spent longer on this than we meant to. But, <laughs> well, um, in an otherwise movie that doesn't have a whole lot of new stuff to talk about, at least we can rag on 
old tropes, I think. Well, and I will say this about the dude to that, to that point, Sam, is, and I think you're right. If, if the motivation by the villain is to, I want to become immortal like you, I want to know your secrets so I could be the next immortal and create an army of immortals so I can rule the world. You want to go that? Just Let's just do it. If you're going to go all in on this guy being insane, then go all in. Right? Let, or, or show a small scene of him at the hospital with a wife who's sick. Okay, or, yeah. Or, or, you know, show that his wife has a, a debilitating disease that only gets well, worse. But we, already or, ha- you know, but we have that character with... Uh, Okafor, right? Like he's yeah. that guy. That's his motivation is to to cure people. He's trying to yeah. cure diseases. The other guy just wants to make money. So anyway, um, anyway, that's it. That's that's we're gonna move past that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I got any clips for us? I do. I the uh, last few notes I have is that um. They mentioned that they that they have a person in the team that died before, so I'm like, oh, that means that someone's going to die in this movie. I really thought someone was going to bite it in this movie. I thought they were going to get rid of Charlize. I did because I did too. She's honestly. the big name, you know, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I really thought yeah. she was going to die at the end. Um, I also wrote, I guess she got her ear piercings before she became immortal. Oh, that was also something I was thinking of watching this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because if the body's going to grow right back, I guess you'd have to. Yeah. So I guess she huh. got those. those yeah, I didn't even notice that. Those stylish ear piercings back six thousand years ago. Absolutely. Um, because that's what. So like either that or the metal in there is constantly like pushing against the skin, trying Ow. to grow back. Yeah. I don't know. Oof. Um. Uh. Did we ever? Oh. What is happening? My phone is being weird. It's now showing... I had a missed phone call from a plus sign. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show it to the camera because this is really I'm weird. S- you know what? Something doesn't add up there. It really doesn't. <laughs> um, actually, there's no way for me to show you show the camera without them showing, showing my entire uh, yeah. uh, library. Anyway, it was literally a plus sign. Okay. Um. Though Corny did send me a text message while we were doing this, too, so that's kind of cool. Um, so you got some clips? Yeah, I got some clips. Um, <laughs> Let's keep moving. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm hurting tonight. I know. You're, you're old. Here we go. Who are you? Andromachita Sedin. There you go. I, Spell that out for me. I, don't, I, I had to look it up what she said. Who are you? Andromachita Sedin. I, I had to look it up because I... I had no idea what she said at all. And she's saying she is... Oh, I, I didn't put the trivia in my... I thought she said a drop-kicked encyclopedia. You know what? That's actually probably pretty close to what she said. Yeah. She's saying she's Andromeda from... Like, she's saying day as in from, and then someplace. Um, cicada. Encyclopedia. I like encyclopedia better yeah. than... Where she's actually from. Uh, Stay here. Wait for my signal. What signal? What does that even mean? <laughs> You'll know it when it comes. Let's move. Wait for the signal. How the hell can you even tell? Oh. There you go. I, I matched the two signal bits together. Yeah. So it, about that. I mean, really, do you know that's the signal? Or did did the other guys blow up something? <laughs> Try it. I, I, that's another trope that it's in movies a lot. You know, wait for the signal. How do I know? Away. Yeah. You'll, you'll know the signal when it comes, yeah. You'll yeah. know it when it comes. Yeah, really? Okay, maybe. But you could also be dead, and I could still be waiting. So Yeah, I'll just stand here and wait yeah. while you... And and Just give me the dang information, you idiot. And Basically. the trope also is used as a punchline, right? It's not just wait for the signal. What is the signal? You'll know it when you get it. It's always that, and then it's the signal is something ridiculous and over the top. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a scene in my head, and I can't picture it, but they're like, um, 
waiting for my signal. Like, well, how will you know? Or he says, I'm going to create a distraction. You need to go on my on my signal. And like, how will you know? And he says, you'll know when it is. And then it's it's such a huge thing that the people that are supposed to be taking advantage of are going, huh, I guess that's a distraction. We probably should leave now. And they're just staring at it because it's ridiculous. I can't think of what it is now. That's going to drive me crazy for the rest of the night. They should They should really just do the opposite, right? Just no one ever sees the signal and then somebody just dies or something. Yeah, that would be kind of uh, kind of ironic you, or whatever. You know what I appreciate, though? in Not in this movie, but Bacon. in... <laughs> yes. Um, no. In, think for a moment in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. All right. Okay. They, he gives a signal to them when they're hanging all the people. And the signal is that the uh, barrels explode. You know, he shoots it with the fire and mm-hmm. the barrels explode. And then everybody comes into the, or they storm the castle or whatever. And, but at no time did he say, uh, we're going to, this is going to be, or wait for my signal. You'll know what it is. Like it just, they just mm-hmm. did it. And we, as the audience, we know what the signal is. Yeah. We know that that was signifying this to happen. You know, well, it's I, lazy writing. It's just lazy writing. I think the, and yeah. you see that in these types of movies. I think typically, though, the difference is between Andrew's example, and there's probably another one he could use that I, I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, is that in, in The Prince of Thieves, like that was a planned ahead, let's, let's put it to pen and paper and actually we're going to... Remember, they actually drew all the thing True. out on the ground. Yeah. Like, and, they had yeah. little... like, and this is a super improvised moment, right? And this is... This is a moment, again, between two colleagues that have known each other for hundreds of years. So, like, when she says, wait for the signal, he, he knows what's going to happen. He knows at some point she's going to blow something up because that's what she's done for the last 70 years or whatever. So, As, as the audience, though, I feel like the director's kind of talking down to you, though. You yep. know what I mean? It's, it, to me, it's just another... It's a, it's a, it's a punchline, right? It gives the yeah. girl a moment to go, what's the signal? And then explodes behind her, and she goes, oh... It, that's that's the point, right? It's the it's it's the action yeah. version of a pratfall, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it gives us some levity, I guess. But yeah, is it is it necessary levity? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't yeah. think so. Um, yeah, because I was thinking like, so we had Wonder Woman on the background um, on the TV. I was doing something, and the Wonder Woman was on TNT or whatever. So I was watching it, and. It was another one of those moments where it was like, you need to follow the guy and let me know. And he's like, how are we going to let him know? And then the chief goes, I know how. And it was another kind of one of that moment, like, because they worked with each other. So they, he does little smoke signals, whatever. And then he says, hey, the cloud, the smoke follows him. That's the chief. Um, but that was used in a moment of earnest. It wasn't a punchline. You know, it's not quite the same, but it's kind of like these guys that work together, we need to improvise a thing. But again, that's the difference. In that moment, it's it's a you know it's a serious tone. They're not they're not doing it as a as a pratfall, basically. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted your clips. Keep going. No, sorry. it's fine. That's what they're for, so that we can continue to have this stuff. Um, I can This is 27 seconds. I loved this. This, in my opinion, was the best writing in the whole movie, and I thought this was actually really good. You're a child, an infant. Your mocking is thus infantile. He's not my boyfriend. This man is more to me than you can dream. He's the moon when I'm lost in darkness and warmth when I shiver in cold and his kiss still thrills me even after a millennium. His heart overflows with a kindness of which this world is not worthy of. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He's not my boyfriend. No. Yeah, that yeah. is some, that is some uh, what do you call it, uh, writing. Um, it, I mean, it's beautiful writing. Uh, it, it, not, I want to say impressed, but uh, inspired, inspired yeah. writing. Yeah, I, that, yeah. I, I did appreciate that scene a lot. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's written well, but <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't like the actors in it, did you? No, no, that's not it either. At putting my play, putting myself in the place of these guards, I'm not going to let him finish the story. <laughs> like. <laughs> Who's going to sit there and listen to this entire sonnet um, 
which again, beautifully written and well worded. But as a guard, I'm going to smack you with the butt of my rifle and I'm going to say, sit down and shut up. Uh, regardless of what, maybe I'm just a cruel guard. I don't know. But it's like these guys were at, at story time with Mr. Roger, uh, Mr. Rogers. I, I, so, do, I do like that. He tells him to sit down and he's asking questions. He's like, stop talking. He's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? I mean, like, <laughs> um, and then when they get to their destination and they open the door and all the guards are knocked out and they're just still sitting there and they're like, hey, do you mind taking these off? And they grab them. I, I thought that was kind of fun, too. I enjoyed that part. That was um, a fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, just the just the action, I think, is good for the movie. And um, though I don't want to certainly disagree with my our good friend uh, who posted on a Facebook page, uh, who said that they liked this movie better than Extraction, I I strongly disagree. I think Extraction is yeah a, is a yeah. Because the idea is that, you know, um, I'm not, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he said, you know, there's more acting in this. Yeah, there is more acting, but it's not better. It's not even good. Charlize is good. And the other was, you know, the girl is good. And those guys are fine, but there's also a reason why we don't know who these guys are. I mean, they're all, well, they're foreign. They're doing their Italian movies and their French movies and whatever, but. But um, but Extraction is a movie that, that basically you know what you're going into with it, yeah. right? You, you know, it's basically the same thing like Mad Max Fury Road where you know it's going to be this insane car chase yeah. the entire time. And, it, and they do it, per, they perfected it. And I think Extraction's that same way. Yeah, exactly. Because like what in Mad Max Fury Road did is they said, we're going to show you the most insane practical effects we've ever done on, on film. Yeah. And that's what makes that movie so great. I don't care personally. Don't care about the world building and the war boys and chroming your no. mouth and all that. Why would you put your blood donor guy on the front of the car? Like none of that makes sense, but it doesn't have to. But what makes that movie great is the practical effects and things like that. And that's what I love about Extraction is that, and not just that twelve-minute one shot, but just mm-hmm. the other the other stuff too. Is just the way they filmed it and the way they made it. And Chris Hemsworth is kind of awesome. So. I just, yeah. I yeah. want to just like hang out with that dude, you know, just have a beer with yeah, him. He seems like so much fun. Yeah. I'm so glad they let him loose in Thor because <laughs> he just, oh. I love Thor yeah. 3. Um, yep. It's it's so fun. I know people that, that actually don't like it, but I, I love what? it. What? Ooh. Uh, I'm not going to say his name on the show, He's, but he, um, he says, I don't like the fact that they turned Thor into like a bumbling schoolboy. And that he's oh, awkward dear. around Valkyrie, and I'm like, I think that's kind of cool because it shows one he's that he's still he's just relatable. Yeah, he makes him. He's a dude. We've all been the awkward guy. He might still be the most powerful Avenger, but he's yeah. still a dude that kind of has a crush on a girl, and I think that's kind of fun. But he didn't. Yep. He didn't like that. He's like, he's not supposed to do that, and and so anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, he's a mouse. Yet in development, it killed a quarter of a million lab mice. Now, I didn't ask for their little permissions. I'm not going to ask for yours. He thinks you're a mouse, Mickey. He thinks you're a mouse. See, again, that's how they should be treating them, as specimens. But it just, it feels so cartoony. It's just crazy. Um, So I captured this line. When I typed it in my notes to capture it, I kind of laughed when I went back and watched it again before obviously talking with you guys and having this interesting conversation that we're having and, and played it back. I thought this is actually kind of bad. And I think what they're trying to do in this moment is like the, the Bruce Willis, yippee Kaye MFR kind of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're trying to do that. But I don't think it works. So I'll play the clip, and I just, I don't think it works. Do you think he speaks Russian? Play dead mother There you go. I, I added, I, I smushed him up, but the, the, the play dead mother effer, I don't, I don't like it. I think it's, ba- it's bad. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it is my point, right? I just, I don't know. It just. I know it's from the plane earlier. I know that. It's from the plane where the Russian guy 
She says to him, play dad. She fake shoots him. He pretends to play dad. They pretend to fall so she can get the jump on the girl and all that stuff. I get all that. But but he, I don't know. It just, it was a dumb line. It's a dumb line. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dumb line. Do you think he speaks Russian? Play dead mother. It's just bad. It's bad. I, I feel bad for Charlie Theron. I have to say it. It's it, it's 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 the same at the end of Wanted when they get Morgan Freeman, Sir Morgan Freeman, say shoot this mother effer. It's just bad. I just some people just I don't know. They shouldn't make great actors say bad things. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Um, this one actually has some trivia. Unlike a lot of the other Netflix movies we've done, the airplane fighting scene between Andy and Niall was the first sequence shot to the movie. There were they uh, Thrawn was nervous because it was the first week of shooting. The character was new and things were still being adjusted. And and Leanne Lane, I guess uh, the Niall girl, uh, because and Niall because she had never done anything like that. Uh, Andy explained to Variety that it was done on purpose because the whole scene would set the tone for the whole relationship between both characters. That came out weird, but I hope you understand what, I'm, what I think that they're trying to say. They shot that first so that they would be kind of awkward between the two. Um, the London Riverside Pub that features in this movie is the famous Prospect of Whitby, otherwise known as the Devil's Tavern. It remains one of the oldest pubs in London with the site dating back to 1520, making this a fitting place for the main characters to meet in London. Huh. Um, never went there. Do what? I've never been there. Oh, you were, but you went to London, London though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Charlize Theron, uh, Kiki Lane, the girl that played Niall, mo- and Kiki Lane, most of the stunts were made by the main actors. So they did a lot of their own acting. And according to something, uh, uh, or Charlize has stated to Mark Macklin that Andy is over 6,000 years old. So she's, she's old. He's old. There you go. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier. Um, a- Andy calls herself Andromeda of Scythia. Scythia? S-C-Y-T-H-I-A? Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, this matches the legend of the Queen of the Amazons, sometimes identified with Scythians. So, anyway. The other two women noted of that name was the wife of Hector and a victim of the Minotaur. So, there you go. Uh, yes, time for this now. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, yeah, we're going to do Immortals, movies with either Immortals or we use the Immortals asterisks with the idea that they would be immortal if someone doesn't kill them uh, as, the, uh, mm. as the basis for being the immortal because there are characters... Like Sam mentioned earlier, I might steal some ones, but like Logan. If Logan doesn't have antimantium stuck in his body, he probably lives for maybe forever. Who knows? But um, So anyway, um, Andrew goes first. Okay. So uh, at number three, as I was growing up, my aunt uh, was obsessed with this TV show. Uh, and it, it was a movie that I didn't know about until much later in life. And uh, that is the Highlander. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. So that's number three. Number two, I have a little movie called Hook, and I guess you could include, you know, yeah. Disney's Peter Pan in there if you want to. Um, but essentially, these these guys could live forever. Yeah. If they don't leave Neverland. If they stayed, yeah. If they stayed at Neverland. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, and then uh, number one. Of Deadpool. There you go. Ah, yay. Yeah. Nice. Right on. All right, Sam. All right, I've got my uh, uh, Wolverine, right? All the Wolverines sure. would be my number number three. Yeah. My number two is Thanos. Okay, you went with the characters. Who I got you, it? yeah. I want to say, yeah, Thanos in Endgame or Infinity War or 
any times he camoed, right? Yeah. But my number one character who will live forever is Phil Connors in Groundhog Day. Oh, that's a oh, good oh, one. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That is good. Because even they try to kill, he tries to kill himself, but he can't. So that's that's a good one. I like that. Just uh, as my mic goes out, I hope you got that. Yeah, no, we got you, Groundhog Day. No, we we're, we were both um, admiring yeah. your your cleverness. Um, okay. Yeah. So I only had one lap over with Deadpool, so I'll move Deadpool down to my honorable mention and kick up into its place um, Blade. Vampire. Uh, the yeah. half vampire, half not vampire. Um, I, I did have... Uh, I was surprised that I could actually find a Star Trek connection that worked, but there's a really bad movie called Star Trek Insurrection in which that there's a, a group of people that have the ability, the, the planet basically regenerates them at all times. I mean, like there's a little boy that runs around who the actor is like eight or ten and the character is, you know, up, you know 150, whatever, you know. So um, that would actually wouldn't be that bad to do for the podcast because it's, it's a bad movie. And uh, number one, I actually did Hancock, which also has Charlize. Yeah. Throne. Um, I like nice. Hancock. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, that's it. That's gonna do it for us. For that, we do this. Supposed to happen. We're gonna give this movie a score. Um, Andrew has left the screen, so I don't know where he is. If he's hiding behind Igor or not, so I'll let Sam go first. Sure. Um, I'll come in. There he is. <laughs> I'll uh, come back real quick and say um, I'm gonna give it a, a just a solid. Uh, 6.02 out of 10. Decent, fun uh, weekend type movie, but nothing I'd, I'd really go after. Okay. What you got, Andrew? Well, um, sorry, I had to step away. My cat was uh, meowing around <laughs> loudly, and I thought he might, you know, like poop in the floor or something. <laughs> um, so IMDb gives this uh, 6.7. I don't think it deserves anything near that. Um, and I'll fight anybody that says different, but uh, <laughs> I th- <laughs> I'm going to put this at around a, a four point seven. I'm going to drop it two oh, points. Wow. Yeah, from that. I, I just I, it wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't like it. And uh, I mean, the I, if I want to see better action, I'm I'm going to watch John Wick or something with some good gunplay in it. I don't know. Cool. I don't. I don't need the action that this film gives me, and everything else I can do without as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking back at what I did for, because we've done some Netflix movies recently. Um, well, obviously last week we did, but. I gave I gave Spencer Confidential a six, and I'm trying to put my brain around the idea, which which would I'd rather watch again, this one or Spencer Confidential? I'd rather watch Spencer. I think. Yeah. And and it's only because of the characters. It yeah. really is. I think you're right, and and I just want more of Mbaku. I just like him, yeah. especially when he scratches the cat into the side of that car. That just cracked me up. <laughs> I gave I gave Spencer Confidential a six, so. Though I, I think I liked this movie better than Sam. I feel weird that if I give it a score less than you. So, but by my own, by my own logic, I have to give it less than Spencer. So I'm going to give this a 5.9. Oh, wow. So I'm just right underneath Spencer. For me, they're kind of interchangeable, honestly. They're kind of... Yeah. Maybe they're, we should... They're weekend fun movies. You know, you just stick it in and... And everybody's happy for a little bit, but you forget about it later. <laughs> There's a sexual joke in there somewhere. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna, very much so. Yeah, like that's what she said, or that's what I didn't know where to take it. So I, I, I didn't either. Like it's, it's almost like like when you're in, you're playing softball and the ball is is so perfect. You're like. Do I want to hit it long? Do I want to ground it past first? Like you don't know what to do with it. So I just, I just said the obvious thing that came to mind. Uh, Jesus, Sam. 
I can tell you're tired because you don't normally let, let those kind of fly. That was great. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so, so real quick story. I know this is off topic, um, but I, I figure we're, we're probably closing up shop here pretty soon. But, um, you know, we have our freshman tours that we give for freshmen when they come into the high school for the first time. And and so we had some come in. And, at, at, you know, I probably shouldn't say the kid's name, but I'm going to. Um, but there was a kid, his name, I, well, actually, I don't know if it was a kid or if it was like a brother or older brother that might have been there with a with a kid, you know. But there was somebody named Malachi. Oh. And I could oh, right. think of Corny and, and yeah. Corny. And so um I I was their tour guide and I so wanted <laughs> to at some point just go Malachi. <laughs> but because <laughs> it's not a word I mean it's not a name that you hear often. <laughs> I I did contain myself though and didn't do it because I thought awesome. that would be a rather uh, inappropriate <laughs> way to. That <laughs> uh, would have been funny though. Uh, okay, well that's that's it. That's gonna do it for the show. Next week um, we're gonna go kind of away from. Well, I shouldn't say away from the the violent. The next movie does have some. Uh, I would I, I would guess it's rated R. It's probably got some action, some swear words, and some violence. Especially since there's a guy on the poster holding a gun, but Sesame Street the move the musical. Uh, no, we're not doing the fuzz again. Okay. Um, Return to me with David Duchovny. We are um, doing Mr. Wright, Mr. Oh. Wright, the Anna oh, Anna Kendrick, oh. uh, Sam Rockwell. It uh, IMDb oh, listed as an action comedy romance. So I think oh, you, you you got your little mousy girl in it that you like. So. I, Dude. Yeah, I I like her too. I, I'm not like necessarily physically attracted to her like you are, Sean. But I like her as a person. Like I would. Oh, I would hang out with her. I would hang out with her. Yeah. I I think that if I can have a party with Chris Hemsworth and Anna Kendrick, that's I mean that's just a recipe for a good time right there. I I just this is gonna sound super kind of I don't know weird, but like so the cast of Pitch Perfect put a video out on YouTube like this week or today or something. Uh, as a fundraiser for UNICEF uh, to help fight COVID, but they're doing it as in character, and um, they even had Elizabeth Banks and the other guy that does the commentary for it, and they did like a like a, a Zoom died. call. No, no, not no, not not that. No, um, didn't he die? No, you're thinking of somebody else. Okay. Um, I know the guy that died, and I can't think of his name, but not him. It's like Wilford uh, something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not that guy. Anyway, um, they did a show. So what, my point was like, like I would, I would want to hang out with the cast of Pitch Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like They all seem like a bunch of cool ladies to just kind of hang out with. And, and, well, and um, it, it fits that whole college ideal right that, that, those are the the parties that we enjoyed the most is hanging out with those types of characters right yeah they just seem yeah. like ridiculous people and that would be a lot of fun yeah. uh so me- next week mr Wright. um it will be wrong <laughs> of us to do that we've got some other stuff coming up um we got some again more violent movies coming up past that um and we're actually getting to the time of the year where we're going to start thinking about october Ooh. It's crazy to think we'll about documentaries but, about this year. Well, yeah, no kidding. We already have one movie um, that's been requested for us for October, and that's Gerald's Game. So we are going to do that yeah. for the Halloween movie stuff. Um, okay. But we'll um, we'll add to that as we go. In the meantime, you can um, you know. Send us uh, send us some love with uh, your letters and letters with typing. I can't use words right now. Gosh. Uh, reviews at gmail.com is our email address. Um, as of October 1st, CheapSeatReviews.com will no longer exist. If you want to go to a place to find all of our old episodes, CheapSeat.Libs. Sin, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com is now our new website that has every episode that we've ever done backlogged. And frankly, that's the only reason why people would want to go to our website anyway is to find our old episodes. So Cheap Seat Reviews, 
dot libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. That's our new website. Uh, please leave us a review. Be there, be square. Folks. Leave us a review, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Um, I do have to kind of laugh. A good friend of the show, Stephen Honeycutt, left us a really sweet review. Unfortunately, he left it on our our non our on our defunct uh, <laughs> anchor uh, I, uh, iTunes page instead of for the main show. Um, but it was very a nice review, and I appreciate him doing that. So be like Stephen and leave us a review just on this show, not the anchor show. Uh, Facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews at cheap seat cast is where you can get us on Twitter. That's going to do it. Um, this was fun. Thanks, Sam, for suffering through. We're all exhausted. It's the first yeah. week of class, first, first week, week of school. Of class, yeah. it's, it's rough. Yeah. So um, on behalf of Andrew and Sam and all the kids that are learning via the Internet, we'll see you next week.